Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Dawson. I'm Sam Delaney. Welcome along to the latest Melchester Odyssey, Roy the Rovers, the best of the 1980s, 208 pages of scorching soccer action. And we are about, maybe about 10% of the way through it, I reckon. Yeah, we are at the point where it where suddenly it's Christmas. We started this Odyssey off at the start of the season. They've played two matches, mm. a cup match and a league match, and now it's Christmas, and they're in the relegation zone. It's sort of like being on a drug, like I'm trying to think of what drug. Where, like a bit like being on morphine. Ex- I think being Roy Race is like being on ecstasy. Actually, being Roy Race. Yeah, yeah. And and that's what they've tried to in this book. They've tried <laughs> the to recreate. You, yeah, you, they've tried to recreate <laughs> what it's like. They've yeah. tried to make you live inside the mind. But of this Roy this Ray. was made. You know, this was before produced ecstasy. before ecstasy. Yeah, no. unless David Skew, who was the um, the cartoonist, went across to New York in the early eighties, mm. where ecstasy was quite prevalent in the, in the club scene, the gay clubbing scene. Yeah. So perhaps he went there and Well, I'm not saying that, that Roy is supposed to be on ecstasy because God knows he has his low points. But it's sort of like you're taking ecstasy and a night flies by in a series of sort of flashed episodes mm. and exciting moments and everything happens and suddenly time's passed and it's like the next day, yeah. but you're still going. And all you can remember is little episodes of kind of adventure and excitement right and that's what it's like reading about Roy Race's life because yeah. one minute he's flying about in a helicopter then he's having a row with someone then he's like in bed with Penny then he's scoring a hat trick then it's fucking Christmas and <laughs> it never slows down there's just non-stop madness and it just doesn't yeah. seem to make any sense yeah I mean Roy is trying to replace Jeff Giles who he sold for £140,000 mm. I believe if I remember he valued him much less didn't yeah, he? or was that the other one? Yeah, no, that was it. He, he valued him at 120, I think. Yeah, so he got his 20 yeah. grand up, and he's now having to replace him. And he's talking about spending a million. <laughs> so perhaps it should have been a good idea to keep Jeff Giles in the first place. <laughs> I'm going to spend a million, but on a player that I value yeah. at two million. Yeah, and then I'm going to make myself a nice million pound profit to buy a new helicopter. Taps his nose. Don't tell anyone, Ben. <laughs> That's this what I call me and you. Ryanomics. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he's been talking about three possible signings. Terry Martin of Port Dean, Johnny Barrett uh, of Oldfield, and Peter Thompson, the Walford sweeper. And he says he's there in his living room with his blue jumper on and he's, the collars of his shirt peeping over the mm. top um, next to the Christmas tree. It's a nice and, casual look. And what looks like a huge furry... 
hairy Christmas tree decoration, but it's actually Roy Jr. Mm. Uh, he says, it'll cost a million pounds to bring any one of them to Melchester, but the way my president's squad is playing, I may have to pay up. Mm-hmm. And then something weird happens. Penny says, what about that other chap you've been watching, Roy? The one they call dot, dot, dot. And he says, forget him, Penny, and the rest. So there, they've sown a seed there. Yeah. Someone else is, is The way she up. calls it, the one they the call. One they it call. sounds like a bit kind of Lord of the Rings, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, so he might be the a The one they creature. call. Yeah. yeah. And they go, no. He goes, he shuts her down there. Hey, yeah, Penny. Forget him. That's not fucking, that's private talk. Not in front of the kiddies. He doesn't leave his work. He takes his work home too much. Because this is Christmas. They're decorating the tree. The kids are excited. And he's going on about the minutiae of transfer deals and the club finances. Mm. Roy, switch off for one fucking moment and just enjoy living in the bosom of your family. Because... It goes quick, doesn't it, Andy? Oh, Jesus. I mean, look, your daughter's a teenager now. You were talking about earlier. And, it, you know, how's that happened? Don't know. I bet it's happening in a half That in itself is like an ecstasy experience. Pretty much, yeah. Not without so much of the ecstatic feeling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Roy, at this stage, doesn't fucking understand how precious this time is with the kiddies. That's exactly true. And he's just said there, forget him, Penny, and the rest. For the time being, anyway. My next problem is a much nicer one. A visit to the children's ward at Melchester General Hospital on Christmas Day. Well, is, I mean, it's not even a problem as such. It's Although, a blessing. It, I've called it a problem there, which was a bit of a slip-up. But if I'm honest, it is problematic, because I've got to get over there on Christmas Day, which will be a pain, because I usually have quite a few drinks of flacky. Hopefully, on the coppers Christmas will not Eve. be out. Yeah. on patrol and I'll be alright or they'll just wave me on the other problem is I might catch one of the diseases but they're just kiddie diseases chances are I'll be alright I've got a pretty good immune system and I reckon I can fight off any kiddie disease <laughs> but you know truth is although you know I like to see their faces and, and truth be told I, I like the attention that they give me <laughs> the adulation you, I fucking love it you've got to understand right these kiddies they're fucking stuck in that home. They cannot believe it. It's like Jesus Christ has walked through the fucking door, right? <laughs> but Jesus with a better Christ, haircut. Jesus Christ and a nice jumper on. Superman all rolled into one. So I like that side of it. But the other side of it is I can guarantee I will have a cunt of a hangover because I'll have been at the feathers <laughs> with Blackie the night before because it's tradition, right? And I just want to get home, open my presents and fall asleep in front of Markham and Wise like. Yeah. So it's a pain in the ass. I mean, we're going to be in the feathers till about quarter to midnight. Then we'll go up the midnight mass, disrupt that like we do every year. <laughs> and then oh, I'll keep on the sofa. <laughs> oh, I'm not, there's fucking presents all over the sofa. <laughs> Penny, Penny, wake up. There's fucking presents all over the fucking sofa. Wake the kids up, get them to open their presents well, out. Well, so I'm I guess we'll keep... the kid. Kids. Wake up, kids. You can open your presents now. It's Happy fine. Christmas. Santa's been already. Get, get them fucking open. Take them back upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> so there he is. I don't think Jesus drove a fucking Lambo, did he? <laughs> there he is. You um, could have fucking done with one out in the desert. Uh, he's there. On Christmas morning, it says millions of television viewers were tuning in as... Oh, it's on TV as well. Yeah. It's another Noel Edmonds. He's fucking made sure the TV cameras are there. Another, he's spoken to the head of press at the club, hasn't it's, he? It's another Noel Edmonds parallel, isn't it? Edmonds yeah. used to do this. Of course he did. Dropping presents in on, a, on Christmas morning. 
All right, dickheads, Merry Christmas. <laughs> That's right. It's fucking racy. <laughs> I'm here to make your fucking day. I've got presents for all of you. And then there's the nurse or the sister. Um, quite attractive. She is attractive. Um, and she says, and here he is, boys and girls, the man we've all been waiting for, Roy Rice, in the hospital, a bedridden young lad. One of the, lot of them the are back, out of bed, but one poor bastard's in bed. He shouts, he's the greatest. Yeah, what's the matter with that one? Why is he still in, why is he in bed? <laughs> Don't make me go near that one. What's the matter with him? Legs <laughs> fucked, are they? I won't go near him. What is he, a leper? <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. Yeah, don't worry. You yeah. get your present. I'll, I'll come and see you later. I'll chuck well, it over. Fuck. I'll just chuck the present at you. Uh, I'll come over and chat to you in a minute, mate. Are you good at catching? <laughs> um, so he shouts, he's the greatest. And then somebody at the back shouts, can you all keep it down just a little bit? I've just got a fucking two banger going on here. Because I have got a fucking blinder behind the eyes, like nobody's business. For some <laughs> fucking reason, Blackie thought it'd be funny to get on a Bailey's last night. <laughs> I mean, fucking Bailey's, who drinks that? That's what Penny drinks. <laughs> but I tell you what, it's fucking lethal. It's fucking, you drink enough of it. It's fucking lovely, but <laughs> it comes with a punch. It's delicious. Um... Don't come near. You probably won't come near what with the smell of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the fit nurse says, our patients have been patient long enough, Roy. I think it's time you played Santa Claus. And Roy's thinking, oh, it's bossing me about, is she? I fucking like this. Oh, I'm into this, being told what to do. I don't know whether it's the hangover or what, <laughs> but that fucking nurse, I mean, she's a big lass, but fuck me. <laughs> Be like a fucking adventure player. No, come on, Roy. It's Christmas Day. You can't get involved in that now. So I could put a collar and lead on me, I'd be happy, crawling around the floor. Anyway, <laughs> never mind. There's kids to entertain. And he says, ready when, ready when you are, matron. And she throws a ball at him. She's produced the football from now. This, this yeah. bit is very strange and demands a little bit. We pause for, for, for a minor bit of analysis. Okay. She produces a football. Mm-hmm. She goes, the patient, they've waited long enough. He goes, ready when you are. So they've obviously choreographed this when I don't know. Yeah. He's been over to the hospital in the week. The TV cameras are there, so maybe there's a producer who's coordinated this whole thing. She produces a football. She throws it to him. Now, here's it's really weird. She throws it to him. He heads it, Mm. and he heads it on in in another direction, like he sort of flicked it on. Yeah. But with quite a lot of power in a small and quite cramped hospital ward Mm -hmm. and there is a gigantic suitcase yeah a suitcase that looks like it would belong to a giant yeah it's a suitcase that is taller than the children themselves Mm -hmm. and I don't know it's appeared from nowhere he heads the ball against the lock of the suitcase so perfectly and precisely that it flicks the lock open the suitcase falls open and out come the presents. They do. That's a fucking bizarre sequence. I wonder if Roy um, engineered this himself and rang up earlier in the week. Oh. Look, have you got any? Uh, have you got any man nurses there? <laughs> um, man nurses. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna need a man. Because thing is, I'm gonna need someone to throw the ball at me, and then I hit it. And you know, that'll be a man because girls can't throw. I suppose. I suppose you could get one of the doctors to do it. Yeah. We want the doctors up for that if there's no man nurses. <laughs> I think I think Matrim is perfectly proficient at throwing a ball. Yeah, well, <laughs> Whatever, look. Listen, I don't... Look, Christmas get, Day, get, don't fuck it up. I'm up for fun as much as the next cunt. 
But stop fucking playing silly buggers, right? Because there's going to be fucking TV cameras there. Every fucker in the country is going to be watching it. I don't want to look a cunt, and nor should you. <laughs> so get me a man, nurse. <laughs> but no, the matron's done it, and she's thrown it beautifully. Yeah. Um, she's very good with her hands. Um, and yet all the presents fall out. Uh, what a header, someone shouts. He's hit the release catch first time. Hey, these kids aren't thick. They know the words release catch. Release catch! On a, on Ooh, a it's the big release catch. Tell you, they have a kid go, he's hit the what? <laughs> the release catch. The what? The release catch. Posh cunt. On his case. That's, what do you mean, the lock? On his luggage. It's a release catch. You fucking posh cunt. Why don't you get out the fucking posh ward at the other the, end? Why are you in the fucking private ward? Yeah. What are you doing leeching down here? Well, you fucking parent. Release catch. Your old man's fallen on hard times, has he? Yeah. Hey, Faulknerroy. <laughs> yeah, well, you're one of us now. Stop using your fucking punsy words. Call it what it is. A fucking lock on a bag. <laughs> <laughs> Very well. <laughs> Frank Lombard. <laughs> um... Uh, the case falls open and they shout, and here come the presents. And another one shouts, yippee! <laughs> no sign of Roy Jr. or... or oh, no, uh, I wouldn't want him there. Melinda, is it that Melinda, the daughter? Um, it's like Mel that. something. Something yeah. like that. He I might have gone, Melinda hey, after Melchester. Hey, Pen, Pen, I'm thinking, maybe I'll take the lad with me to the hospital. Just show him, see what he thinks of it. He yeah. might like it there. And, you know... Uh, if there's might, a spare bed, anything like that. I might but, forget to bring him back. Who knows? Uh, he might find himself very comfortable and at home there amongst the other, you know, yeah. problem children. I mean, there's going to be lots of free toys. He'll like that. <laughs> it's not like that every day, but, you know, he doesn't know that, oh, does he? Oh, Roy, it's Christmas Day. Can for one day you stop scheming to have Roy Jr. committed to some kind of institution? All right, all right. Well, listen, I'll have a nose round anyway. That's what Jesus would have wanted. So then, uh, steady kids, he says, there'll be something for everyone. Probably. Fuck knows, I don't know. Fucking, no, I, don't I just know. fucking cut, turn up and head the ball against I, it. I don't even fucking know release what's in catch. it. Got the fucking... What is it? It's balls. There's other presents all wrapped up with string. <sighs> it's probably just cheap shit. I don't know. Some Poundland. Woolies. Most of it's fucking Thailand made. <laughs> all I'm saying is, right... Do not fucking put a naked flame anywhere near some of this shit, because it'll fucking blow up like a tinderbox. <laughs> I've seen it happen before. That's the last thing we want on Christmas Day. <laughs> so, so he does go over to the kid in the bed. Oh, no, a different kid in the bed. Different one. This one's wearing a fez for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's little Jimmy Cranky. No, it's not. It's Ian Cranky. Yeah, what's this? It's Ian Cranky. What's with the fez? Where, where what are, are you, fez? Moroccan? <laughs> Turkish, are you? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Oh, he's called Ian as well. <laughs> Ron signed a few autographs, so he's signing this child's Roy. cast. You oh, said yeah. Ron there. Did I? Yeah. Ron of the Rovers. Yeah. That's his brother. <laughs> um, Mr. Race, I mean, Roy, do you mind if I ask you a question? If it's about football, Ian. <laughs> if no, nothing else. I have got no opinions on any other fucking subjects. Few ground rules. No fucking <laughs> politics, right? I've been tripped up on that before. Showbiz, not interested. Suffice to say, all I will say on politics... No, it wasn't about politics. Yeah, all right, well, I've started now, so let, let me finish, right? And I'll say this to the viewers at home as well. All I'll say is, <laughs> the fucking unions want learning, Right? <laughs> They don't run this country. Mrs. Thatcher does. And I'll leave it there. That's all I'm saying. Right? Take from that what you will. I Last year, right? 
ITV was off the air for nine fucking weeks. Is that what you want, Britain? Is that what you want? Right. Last year, right, according to my accountant, I cleared after tax £100,000. Now, remember, it's 1980, right? That's a lot of fucking dough, right? Now, why should I have to give up to 70% of that away as income tax, right? To pay for these fuckers to all sit in this, let's face it, look around you, it's a luxury fucking NHS hospital. And who's paying for it? Me. Muggins. Think on. Jalapeño. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Jalapeño. So he says, fire away. What would you like to know? <coughs> and Ian says, I'd like to know how you managed to stay so cheerful when rovers are in danger of being relegated. And the nurse says, Ian. And Roy's turned puce. But he says, it's all right, matron. Pa- pass me a pillow. <laughs> it's all right. I've dealt with cheeky cunts like this my whole career. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Brafan, are you dickhead? <laughs> Phew, what a question. But I am not going to dodge it. <laughs> oh, how brave of you. <laughs> yeah. I could dodge it, no problem. Oh. I've done tons of media training. <laughs> but no, I'm going to take it head on. <laughs> says, perhaps I look cheerful because I am convinced that we can fight our way out of the bottom three. So let me wish all our fans out there, young and old, a very, he's straight down the barrel of the camera at this point. Yeah, he's addressing the nation. A very, it's like the Queen's speech, yeah, but it's pretty better. Much. Very merry fucking Christmas. And then it cuts to a family, a random family, not his, at home watching it, watching him on TV. Oh, yeah. And if Matron doesn't mind, I'm now going to tell you the name of the player who can make it a happy new year. For us. Well, I've never seen a manager no. announce a new signing By in a surprise in a ju- on Christmas Day. Yeah. Without anyone else giving it's, a heads up. It's what they call Roy of the Rover stuff. And at the end, uh, you just see this dad, a random dad sat out going... With his crown, oh, crown on his head. Listen, it sounds as if Roy's going to reveal the name of Jeff Giles' replacement. Stop going on about Jeff fucking Giles. It's a Christmas gift to the nation. And um, that's the end of that episode. Roy is so egotistical, isn't he? He's trying to steal Christmas for himself. Yeah, of course. He's trying to turn Christmas Day into a day about him and him only. And then at the bottom it says, you must find out who he is next week. You must find out who he... I don't know the delivering that. You, you must, must find, find out. out. 
We we implore we you com- must, we compel you. You have to buy this comic again next week. Now, how many would you give that out of ten? Oh, it's fucking good. I'm giving it a ten, me. I'm giving it a ten because it's, it's Christmas. It's festive, and don't forget, we in the last episode we covered the first half of this. And it was also the um, episode in which Roy Jr. barked like a dog. <laughs> well, there you go, 11. So, 11 out of 10. Yeah. So we move on. We move on. Um, and it's the, the top of the page. It says Roy of the Rovers. And then there's the line, the quote from the forthcoming story. Roy's playing some kind of joke on us. He must be. Well, we'll find out what it was. Um, it starts off, it says, Roy had been heavily criticised for selling Jeff Giles to Melbourne and his team's loss of form had plunged mighty Melchester into the relegation zone of the First Division. Even so, Roy seemed cheerful enough when he attended a children's party at Melchester General Hospital. A party which was being televised, it Whoa. says. Television party. And uh, we cut back to that... Um, no, is it a different household? I think it's a different household, yeah, because the dad's wearing a mm. different crown. And they've all got crowns and party hats They've on. all got party I don't know. This, What's that on top of the telly? A Christmas cake. A cake with a big candle with in it. With a candle. Though. It doesn't look safe at all. No. Where should I put this cake, Mum? I'll the... stick it on top of the telly. <laughs> it's tradition. We have got a table. Uh, shall I stick this candle in it? Yeah. yeah I'll burn down and set fire the telly probably, but <laughs> yeah. never mind. Shall I light the candle? Yes. Oh, it's Christmas. Light it. Like it good. Um, so there we are. Roy's about to reveal who they're going to sign. And he says, and even though we're third from bottom, I've got a chap in mind who could make it a happy new year for us. Dad reaches over, turns up the volume on the TV. Quiet, everyone. Roy's going to reveal the name of the star player that he's bought to replace Jeff Giles. And Roy, Roy has got an envelope in his hand. He says, I've already agreed terms with Oldfield and he should be signing on the dotted line in a few days. That's a bit fucking presumptuous. Mm, He's going to sign in a few days. Football doesn't work like that, mate. Someone else could nip in and get him. And he says, as a matter of fact, I've got a picture of him. So he's got his photograph in an envelope, which is about to reveal. Very different times. He's about to reveal to the nation. Yeah, I've got a picture of him that I carry around in my wallet. I was yeah, sticking in front of this camera. Look at this. Right, what's this? Camera one. Right, come in here. Focus on this. I could just say his name, but no, I've got all this picture up. There instead. you go. Have a fucking good look at that. And there he is. It is, drum roll, Nat Gosden. Boom, boom, boom. And someone and goes, whoa, whoa, what? And we look at Nat Gosden, who appears to be a man in his early 60s, would you say, Sam? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nat Gosden. Um, what? Uh, a couple of local reporters who were attending the party could hardly believe their ears. One of them's Paul McCartney, and the other one's is Rodney Buse. <laughs> um, and they say, "Isn't he the player that Oldfield fans have nicknamed Granddad?" I mean, you know, they should know that really if they're reporters. Yeah, uh, that's right," says Rodney Buse. "Roy's playing some kind of joke on us. He must be. It's a fucking incredible joke if it is. Uh, Let's think about it. He's gone down in hospital <laughs> on full of Christmas kids, Day. On Christmas Day, and he's lied. arranged for a full camera crew to uh, to come to and broadcast it on. Let's not forget one of only three terrestrial channels. We don't yep. know which one. My yep. guess is ITV. And this is obviously the channel that hasn't got Noel Edmonds on. Yes, so it's that's ITV. BBC one. So yes, it's ITV. ITV. This feels like an ITV show. <laughs> it does, yeah. doesn't it? And um, he saw. 
Lucky, listen to this, right? In the pub the night before on the Bailey's John. Right. You gotta dare me to do something, right? Do I know the do I know the Bailey's? <laughs> Alright, fine. Pour us another Bailey's, right? But this has got to be the last one because I've got something lined up for tomorrow. I'm gonna go down to the kiddies hospital, you know. <laughs> and I'm I've got I've lined up a fucking TV crew to be there on ITV. And I'm going to do it live. First, I want to give them all presents, right? And I'm, Shit ones. I'm going to give them well, these know. presents, and I'm going to fucking head the football against a giant suitcase. Oh, are, are you going to do that, right? No, don't worry, no, I've got a man nurse. It's going to be fucking sorted. They've got bloke nurses now, right? And I've got, and I'm going to head the ball. It's going to fucking open. All these fucking, all this tat's going to fall out everywhere. The kids Flammable are going to, the kids are going to go nuts, nuts. And when they're all fucking distracted. I'm fucking going to go up to the camera and announce that we've signed some old cunt called Nat, Nat fucking Gosden. <laughs> fucking, you fucking lost me, right? Fucking, <laughs> you fucking lost me. I'm not surprised I fucking lost myself. This has got to be my greatest fucking escapade ever. This is fucking Beatlesque, this. <laughs> and he hasn't even fucking started yet. <laughs> Game for a laugh comes out later this year. My pals at ITV told me. <laughs> it's going to be fucking great, by the way. they got this lad <laughs> called Henry Kelly from Ireland. <laughs> fucking dynamite. He's the new Wogan, <laughs> telling you now. He's a dynamite entertainer, I'm telling you. Black. <laughs> <laughs> and Matthew Kelly. He's the wild card. And they got a bit of fanny on it and all. I can't remember her name. And she's fucking gorgeous. I'm going to get her number. <laughs> <laughs> at the ITV party next week um, Roy's playing some kind of joke on us he must be but a day or two later uh, it'll be two days later it'll be the 27th because there's no papers on Boxing Day is there? there wouldn't have been then free transfer for Grandad Gosden uh, race pins hopes on 35 year old veteran I reckon I've got Three good years left in me, says former England Dynamo. Three good years of life, maybe. Yeah. But three good years of football. He's decrepit. He's 62-year-old Nat Gosden. He looks like he can barely walk in this one. Um, e, they're making a real fuss of us, aren't they? Hang on, we've missed, the, we've missed the one out. An even bigger crowd of reporters and photographers gathered outside Melchester Stadium a week later, and he's turning up in a van. Um... Here he comes now, shouts someone. In that beaten up old van, it's a it's a it's a fucking uh what you call it? Camper van. It's a combi. He lives in a camper van. Yeah. They've signed a tramp, they've signed an old tramp. Stray man. Yeah. Uh here he comes now. It can't be Gosden, roar the crowd. Uh, but it was. And uh he's his wife. <laughs> eee, they're making a real fuss of us, aren't they, Nat? And Nat says, Aye, well, it's a big club, lass. Always in the headlines, <laughs> and he appears to have a couple of kids with him. Right, because uh, they're in the out. next pages. Turns out it's not a couple, mate. It's four. Is there four of them? Yeah, I think he's got four, maybe even five. But they're all kids. really young. So he it's, must have had them when he was about fifty-six. Well, yeah, but I mean, I don't know how old he's actually supposed to uh, be. It says in the next thing, thirty-five apparently. Thirty-five and five kids. What the fuck is he thinking? Oh, uh, we hang on. Here we go. In the next frame. Some of the rovers stared in amazement. Are you sure he's only 35? He's got four kids. Five kids. His oldest lad has just signed schoolboy forms to report Dean. So they just gossiping about the fact that he had lots of sex when he was younger. God, fucking hell. Well, my missus. I tell you yeah. what, the fucking moment we walked over the fucking, that which she walked down the aisle, that were our sex life. 
fucked. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what his secret is, but I'll be asking the cunt. <laughs> My missus, fucking hell, you you get more warmth from a fucking dead fish. <laughs> what food do you give? Here, here's one. Hey, listen to this. What food do you give to a bird to put her off sex? Fucking wedding cake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, five kids. Um, he looks like he's got five kids, to be fair. He looks demoralised. Um, the Rovers chairman, Sam Barlow, watched amazed as Nat Gosden became a Melchester player. You know, Barlow's looking on. You know, he could have stopped this at any time, but he's yeah. just looking on amazed and he's yeah. saying, how did I let Roy talk me into this? I know Gosden has played 47 times for England. That's not that much, is it? Mm. For a 35-year-old. And Roy's going, sign right there, Nat. He's basically saying Fabian Delph. Yeah. Someone like that. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Someone of that calibre. Yeah. But surely he's past it, says Sam Barlow. Think Sam Barlow. As Roy made a statement to the press. Uh, and I'm confident that we'll profit from Nat's vast experience. That's why I've named him as Sub for our trip to Carford City this coming Saturday. Sub, eh? Whoa. Mm-hmm. Nothing else. You've got rid of Jeff Giles and you've, yeah, you've got him. Re- you've really taken positive action and you've signed a new substitute. Yeah. Uh, and one of the reporters thinks the league leaders, the Rovers, haven't a hope. Um, by the time they ran out the following Saturday, Melchester had been written off by fans and press alike, and the players look fucking gutted. Look at them, livid as they come out of the tunnel, and Gosden trots along towards the bench in the style of an old man. Roll me back. Jesus Christ, I'm going to get sat down in a minute. <laughs> get me feet in a nice bucket of water or something. Um, one of the fans shouts, where did you find him racing in an old folks home? And another one says, mind you don't trip over your beard, granddad. Which is weird, because he hasn't got a beard. But um, how about, fuck off, you old cunt. That'd be better. And then um, the veteran player seemed utterly unperturbed. So one of the fans says, here's a cushion, Nat. Don't worry if you get a game, we'll carry you on the pitch. Nat gives as good as he gets. Nat's got the banter. Nat says, no thanks, lad, I've got a walking stick, but I'll have the cushion. Hey! I'll play it. Yeah. The Melchester fans voiced their despair as the game kicked off. <laughs> Racy must be off his chump. Off his chump. <laughs> It'll be a massacre. They're a negative bunch of They're fuckers, these fans, awful, aren't, aren't they? they? An old-age pensioner on the bench and young Walter Williams in goal. Why do you fucking come? Don't come. Yeah, don't you know. come. It's Boxing Day anyway, or the 27th. Yeah. There's plenty. Stay home, watch James Bond, eat some fucking cold turkey. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Carford's under-soil Finish heating. Finish off the fucking quality street, you dickhead. Carford's under-soil heating had only partially thawed the frozen ground, but the match went on anyway. Um, slippery on top and hard underneath. It's treacherous, shouts one of the crowd members. That's nice control by Roy Race, though. Roy's on top of things here. He takes down the ball. But as Roy tried to find Mervyn Wallace, uh, Wallace slips and shouts, Awooga! <laughs> Awooga. Yeah, foreshadowing of... Um, Chris Akabusi. Or is it no, John, John Fashionu? I think it's John Fashionu, yeah. yeah. What's Akabusi shout then? People always think it's Akabusi. And that's shout? because it sounds exactly like the sort of thing you'd imagine Chris Akabusi would come out with back... I don't think Akabusi actually has hasn't got a thing. Is it just, just collective false memory? His thing is just being fun. Chris Akabusi, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, how would you rate Chris Akabusi's fun out of 10? 10. 10, 10 fun level, yeah. yeah. Awooga! Uh, Wallace, Merv Wallace, slipped, turned too quickly. He slipped. It's a great chance, Carford. So Carford are running on past Wallace. Um, fan shouts, you must score now, City. Don't forget City are top of the league already. And another one shouts, that kid couldn't stop a puff of wind. Uh, and that's where that one ends and we'll end there as well I think we'll find out next time it ends on a typically negative note from the Melchester fan it does yeah Uh, despondent and then it says next week amid mast jeering Nat Gosden makes his debut for Rovers so yeah I bet well their fortunes better fucking pick up soon don't turn the page and look Oh mate, I'm chapters ahead. I'm oh. reading. I'm miles ahead with the, with uh, Len. Yeah. Oh no, I can't look at it till we read them. Yeah. Read them live. So there we are. That's the latest one. Uh, how many marks out of ten are you giving that one? That particular story gets an. Uh, it gets a seven. Yeah. It wasn't it's it? Wasn't not better than a seven? Stuff. Is it? You know, it, Roy didn't. The story I mean, moved along. He did. It started strong both him announcing live on TV that he'd signed. Yeah. Nat Gosden. But then after that, it was just one of those ones that was getting you from It was a to riddled B. with pettiness for me. It really? From the Melchester players about Gosden's kids and yeah. then the fans as usual. Very negative episode. I, I think it as it raises more questions than it does answers, particularly about the background and age of Nat Gosden. Nat Gosden. Well, we'll find out more next time, yeah. hopefully. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye.